This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. You're listening to A Sunday Kind of Love. I'm Maya Tan, and as always, my partner in crime, Tasha Fusil, is with me. On today's episode, love takes centre stage, and we try to get to the heart of things to discover why everyone loves a good romance. We believe in getting to love through the stomach, so we curate some food adventures for you. And then our resident couch potatoes, Christina Oro and Edwin Sumun, check out the top-rated romantic films of 2014 to offer a verdict. Finally, Tasha brings us some dating hacks that can help with the melting and melding of hearts. There's something about the romantic film or comedy that we're all drawn to, whether it's made with great humour or heightened drama. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Or, as in the case of Wong Kar Wai, with great style, as seen in his award-winning film In the Mood for Love, in which Tony Leung and Maggie Cheung play two individuals who get together to reenact an affair, what they imagine their respective cheating spouses would have done on a date. But what is it that keeps us peeled? I ask a few folks if they like romantic films, and this is what they had to say. Do you like watching romantic films? Uh, I quite like them actually, because uh, I get to sit at home with my wife and watch romantic films. It definitely sets the mood, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, especially if they have good plots and twists. I love watching them simply because it makes me think and it relates to life. It makes you believe, imagine things that you really want. And so that, you know, you can be like that too. It's just too soppy. It's not realistic. It's like... Boy meets girl, girl meets boy, boy is poor, girl is rich, they fall in love, parents get in the way, and then so on so forth. Kind of bores me. Yes, I do. I guess I like feeling depressed looking at happy and sad people. <laughs> Not particularly. The script tends to be the same and you can kind of predict where it's, where it's going to go. Why do you think people like watching romantic films so much? Um, I think people like watching romantic films because... It's such a, a base emotion, and um, we can all we can all relate to a romantic story. You know, I think deep down we all want some romance in our lives. Um, for me, because I, I like watching them, especially after reading their books, it gives you a visual as to what you've seen in your head, and that's the reason why I watch it because it relates to them, and you know they can imagine themselves in the characters in the movie. Everybody just want to be in love. I guess it's because people want to escape from reality. That's their way of escaping from what's all the sad stuff in real life. It just gives you a, a room for imagination, at least for a while. It's something which is universal and people aspire to it. So yeah, I think people love romantic films, even if it's a sad or happy one. Love and romance is everywhere, isn't it? It's in music forever, so it's not surprising that it's in movies forever too. 
I think everyone just wants to love somebody. <laughs> But you know what I think? I think that it's that longing feeling you get when you're watching a romantic movie. You know that I want them to get together feeling. And some may say it's almost a formula of sorts that directors use in the story arc. The leading man longs for the leading lady. She feels the same way about him. But for some reason, they cannot tell each other, or a misunderstanding ensues, and there's a lot of animosity, but also a lot of sexual tension. And then it just becomes a big jangly mess of nerves and mixed emotions. And then, bam! Contact. There's not always a happy ending though, and sometimes not quite enough contact. If you've caught on to the Showtime series Masters of Sex, starring Lizzie Kaplan and Michael Sheen, you'll know what I mean. And of course, everyone's anticipating that epic, tortured romance film, if you can call it romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. I shall reserve comment till I've seen it. But if you're looking for something a little closer to home, a friend of mine, Melissa Seiler, has created a biopic revolving around the life of one of the most beloved heroines of our history, Saloma. And her true life romance with P. Ramley. Kalau kahwin, mak kena duduk rumah, tak boleh nyanyi dah. Mama sih nak nyanyi lagi. Ibu percaya, satu hari nanti kamu akan jumpa orang yang kamu cinta lebih berkat kerja kamu. Eh, 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 Cik Melin Monroe ada recording kah? Tidak, ada latihan sama Ramli. Cik Saloma, tanya. Lagu yang menang lagu terbaik. Alah, you ni. I yang patut ucap tanya dekat you. Sebab tu kan lagu you. Ya, tapi you penyanyinya. Tengoklah siapa yang ajak I. Siapa yang ajak you? You lah, Cik Ramli. <laughs> Selagi nyawa dikandung badan, itu caja air pada you. Tak akan ada perempuan lain selepas you, Sally. Itu janji saya pada you. I spoke to Melissa recently backstage at the Bo Cameronian Arts Awards right after she completed the film, and she spoke about what it meant to release the film, also what it was like growing up with a mother who was a star of the silver screen, the actress Mariani. I've just completed a biopic on my auntie, my late auntie Saloma. It's very emotional, actually. I'm like releasing the the sadness. My mom, my mom used to act, and she is still acting. And of course, I have my uh, auntie Saloma, who was a singer. And for me, I started out. I mean, you know, from small that I followed around my mom to her bangsawan performances, you know, and her shoots. Yeah, it's not never my ambition to be, to be, to be a performer or anything like that. It's it's just me. It's, Saloma is available on Astro First. You can find out more on astro.com.my slash astrofirst. Catch it before it disappears. Natasha joins me next and she's one who strongly believes that you can't live on love and fresh air alone. And that's why almost every date involves some pleasure-seeking from food and, depending on how nervous you are, a fair amount of um, libations. And of course, you never want to run out of conversation, so what better way than to walk around looking at works of art and then perhaps starting a philosophical conversation about life and other things which inevitably leads to love. 
The annual Art Expo Malaysia is back and it's in its 8th year, making it the longest-running art fair in Southeast Asia. It started in 2007 to bring together artwork from all over the world to Kuala Lumpur. It's a curation of pieces from renowned galleries in Southeast Asia, as well as pieces from different embassies like Iran, Italy, Mexico and the Netherlands. Uh, what caught my eye was actually an artist called Azan Daniel and I had seen his work before at the Art Cube and he does these uh, six-foot iPhone Perspex iPhone covers. They're taller than me and they're sort of just like replicates of like these mass-produced cheap little plastic iPhone covers you see but they're 15,000 ringgit, 18,000 ringgit and they're quite cool and surreal to see in real life. <laughs> I guess it's a statement of his, right? It's, de- it's definitely um, a message perhaps. about like um, consumerism. Yeah, you know about um, our sort of blind and idol worship of Apple products, and yeah, and also just the way we objectify things and you know associate objects with a lot of meaning. Mm. I suppose. Um, yes, and there will also be two exclusive projects taking place at the expo. The first being a curation by the Core Design Gallery and Art Cube Gallery, which brings together some of our critically acclaimed contemporary artists. It will be a mix of various different mediums like painting, sculptures, and installations. So if you're a keen fan of contemporary pre-Malaysian art, then you recognise some of the artists. There's Ahmad Fuad Osman, Ahmad Shukri, Annabel Ng, Azan Daniel, which we just spoke about, and Tan Chin Kwan. Yep, and the other project is called Breaking Down the Wall, and it's a, its focus is more on the younger emerging artists who are coming up on the contemporary art scene in Malaysia. There are artists who are new, so they're not yet featured in any of the other respective galleries of the expo, and are hopefully going to bring some fresh perspective to art making and presentation. Some participating artists include Adam Sharon Zainal Abidin, Ian Chua, Louis Lowe and Safira Rashid. The Art Expo will run from the 25th to the 28th of September at the Ma Trade Exhibition and Convention Centre and you can get full details over at www.artexpomalaysia.com And fresh off the heels of last week's Jazz Festival at Publica is the Coffee and Art Fringe Festival or CAFA for short. CAFA. CAFA. <laughs> CAFA. Sounds so Aussie. CAFA. Yeah, CAFA. <laughs> yeah, you want to have a cuppa of CAFA? Yeah. <laughs> so CAFA is a platform for all coffee worshippers to enjoy, appreciate and educate themselves on coffee. They're partnering with Nescafe to hold coffee tastings, latte art jamming. Yeah, what's uh, that? I don't know. Well, I suppose, you know, different latte artists get together and they jam and they maybe do face-offs, you know, like, oh. yeah, look at my Pikachu. <laughs> Check out my Hello Kitty. That's exactly what I think it is. <laughs> and um, coffee pairing sessions as well as a mixology competition with coffee specialists. Some of this year's exhibitors include Publica's Coffee Stain by Joseph, Standing Theory, Beans Depot and Kofea Coffee. There'll also be offerings of hand-picked and colouring free tea leaves from Dilma for the tea lovers. Pop the Soda, a made-in-Malaysia brand that claims to be the first indie soda brand on the market, will have a booth to sell their soda that's infused with local or at least tropical flavours like soursop and lychee. I like. Mm. It's quite innovative. I think people have gone the ice cream route, the cake route, definitely bringing local flavours into those desserts. And so now we have our own soda. Yep, and I think they're also going to debut they're a new flavour or, or a flavour that they've just made specially for this festival and the flavour is going to be honeydew Yum! <laughs> and to accompany the good coffee is some good art. Tempatan Fest will have an art bazaar and there are photography exhibitions, poetry recitals and doodling competitions. So it's all happening all day from Friday the 26th to Sunday the 28th of September at Publica. Sounds like something for all the family. And all the lovers, if they want to go on some casual little dates. Fun, isn't it? To yeah. walk through, sample a little bit of coffee, drink a little bit of soda, wipe a you know, a little bit of that coffee moustache off his oh, face. <laughs> 
Okay, well, John Legend is coming to town. Uh, he was here in 2008 for the Sunburst Festival. Yes. For the Sunburst Festival. And now he's back to perform on the 23rd at the KL Convention Centre. I've been listening to quite a bit of John Legend because I'm going to be going. <laughs> <laughs> um, his song, All of Me, is probably one of my biggest guilty pleasures. I don't know why, but it's like the most satisfying song to sing, to go all out on when you're driving alone in the car. I've been singing to John Legend for quite a while oh, as really? well. Uh, maybe not from his latest album but definitely from his first and second hala, hala, hala. <laughs> I've been listening to the new album mm. so his latest album uh, Love in the Future was nominated for Best R&B Album at the 2014 Grammys the tickets have sold out but if you're into the Pet Shop Boys they're having their <laughs> concert the next day uh, tickets are still available you can get them at airasiaredticks.com so that's ticks with an X Mm-hmm. They're on the last leg of their electric tour and the first performance was in March 2013 and since then the electric tour has travelled to over 40 countries. So you can catch Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe at Stadium Nagara on the 24th at 8.45 before they start working on their new album come November. Mm, I heard them on a BBC interview recently and uh, they also played snippets of some of the new music. Mm. It's amazing how it really, immediately you can tell it's Pet Shop Boys but it also has a very current feel. So it's like a little bit retro, a little bit current, which is kind of the flavour of what we're seeing in a lot of current music these days. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got to somehow find ways to, you know, keep relevant. I think I was reading up on the concert and there apparently it's going to be very much sort of like a dance infusion. Mm-hmm. Very, very peppy, very electric. Do, do yeah. they do a lot of electric? They do have an electric sound. I wouldn't say they're electronica, but they do have an electric sound. Mm. If you're thinking about the 80s, you know, and all the synths that go in Mm. there. But all their stuff has always been, yeah, very dance-centric. Okay. It's nice that they've kept their own identity. Um, Well, we've never lost our connection to the dance floor. We've always, um, even on an album like Elysium, we've always had dance mixes from DJs or remixes who we like at at any time. But this album is solely aimed at the dance floor. It's in the music It's in the song If your love likes to eat, then head over to Tatsu at the Intercontinental Hotel because get this, they've got a Japanese buffet but with dishes that are cooked to order Mm -hmm. so you can eat all you want without the hassle of having to queue up or to make multiple trips to the buffet line although some people might say that's the most enjoyable part of a buffet so with a menu of 118 dishes you'll find your classic fare of fresh sashimi, sushi, teppanyaki and tempura all prepared fresh and delivered to your table so it's uh, 118 ringgit for all the fresh salmon, tuna and scallops and beef teppanyaki that you can manage the 118 Tastes of Tatsu Buffet is available for lunch and dinner on Saturdays, Sundays and public holidays. So what's the second go-to gift when you're trying to impress? Chocolate! Actually, I think that's the first. Forget really? the flowers. I know. Chocolate should be the, the number one. Yes. It's something you can enjoy. Hello. But instead of getting the usual box chocolates, uh, you, you can try mixing up the game with a cake instead. Ooh, cake. Yeah. That's a novel idea. Mm. So there's heaps of cakepreneurs and bakeries that we could mention, but bisque cakes caught our attention because of the add-ons and customization options that are available. Uh, with add-ons that include things like chocolate-shaped spoons and Valrona chocolate brownies, we were definitely intrigued. So if 
you always thought your chocolate Valrona cake with extra drizzles of caramel wasn't quite enough, you can now top them up with some extra chocolate brownies. Um, the prices start from 108 and can go up to 200 ringgit, but with quality ingredients like French butter, Philadelphia cream cheese and Valrona chocolate, it'll definitely make an impression. So visit www.bisque, that's B-I-S. Que.com.my to get chocolate fix on. <laughs> Christina Oro and Edwin Suman are on with me next, and we're going to go through some of the top rated romantic films of 2014. I guess this must be his Hollywood debut. Right. Mm. It's by the director of Once, and of course, we all remember that song. Which is. <laughs> that one. Oh, I can't wait to hear the original. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Sunday Kind of Love. Don't go away. BFM 89.9. You're listening to A Sunday Kind of Love. I'm Maya Tan. Now our resident couch potatoes, Christina Oro and Edwin Suman are here. And today, we have but one thing on our minds, and that is the romantic flick. Well, my initial theory would be that people like feely-goody things. But I also think that rom-coms have come to be a little more hard-edged, sort of a little bitey with their humour and... They do make really interesting observations about the opposite sex. And I think that's interesting to everybody. Well, I guess they also have to uh, figure out how to not just have that standard, basic, formulaic idea of what a rom-com is and try and still get people to come and watch it. You know, it's still a boy meets girl, girl falls in love with boy, boy has issues and then they get together. But now they want to make it a little clever, like Ted, for instance. I saw Ted as a rom-com, you right. know. I never saw it as as the, the filthy, dirty humour that Seth MacFarlane does. <laughs> but for me, Ted was, you know, Mila Kunis and Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. and how they had to sort their relationship out with this filthy teddy bear that just <laughs> screamed profanity every five minutes. <laughs> but it was a nice twist, you know, to see how how they could coexist together. Well, I would suggest that that film is actually a relationship between the, the te- boy yeah. and, and his and teddy Ted. bear. Yeah. Yeah. And, Not really and a romantic comedy, though. It was quite romantic. It was very bromance, you know. It was a uh, bromance. Which okay, is true, a, true. Yeah, which is a new, uh, the, the new kind of rom-com, the bromance. <laughs> which yeah. can be hilarious it, because... It's hilarious <laughs> because, you know, I have other things to say about bromance comedies. But, you know, <laughs> we'll just keep it safe. What about that one? I think it was Robert Downey Jr., and Zach Galifianakis? Yes, Galifianakis. And he had to travel cross-country with Zach, who mm-hmm. was like the most disgusting creature in the world. Mm-hmm. Because um, a lover of RDJ was pregnant. and What he thought the relationship was and versus what it really mm. was. was. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if that was like a romantic comedy. That, that, no, that was classic bromance. You know, it's I a think. bromance. Bromance things like Hangover 1 to 3. That was just one big bromance movie. It was, right. You know, and, and it's... Sherlock it Holmes. Big. Sherlock Holmes may not be a comedy, but that was one big bromance happening between oh, you know, Watson, Watson and, and Holmes. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny. It was interesting to see how relationships now are played with in the movies you know yeah. but rom-coms your your traditional rom-coms are still a big deal because who yes. doesn't want like you said earlier you know who doesn't want to to feel good and know that by watching a movie they could solve their own relationship issues yes i love what you said about when harry met sally being the first ever uh rom-com in the form that we 
We know no. it now. Yeah, yes, it also taught women other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was definitely the first time I had seen a movie where the woman wasn't necessarily what a woman should have been at the time. It was she, The comedy was much more edgy and the woman definitely looked like she was the stronger yeah, it person was more, in the relationship. Yeah, it was more adult, mm. you know, a bit a bit more adult, a bit more satirical in its observations. And sassy, of, yeah. mm-hmm. as you were saying. It mm. was nicer. It was a different time. Also, it was a different time where they tried a lot of different new things, you know. So when Harry, and, when Harry met Sally finally, <laughs> you thought, wow, this is... Wow, very promising for the future of of cinema. Hmm. Well, you know, um, this year there have been quite a few romantic comedies. Some of them are not rom-com, some of them are (laughs) rom-drum. No, they have a new, new term. What is it called? Dramedies. Dramedies. Those are are dramatic comedies though, not romantic. Oh, what are dramatic comedies? Dramedies. (laughs) Dramedies. You know, you have a relationship, but it's not just about relationships. Some drama and some comedy. You read the synopsis and it says dark humour. And you're like, there's nothing funny about this at all. (laughs) Dark humour. What's Mm. dark humour? So then I I looked up um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, the top five romantic comedies for the year are these. Uh, let's start off with watching the trailer from Le Weekend, which is very promising. Yes, it sounds like it's a foreign rom-com. It's not. It's <laughs> Le Weekend. <laughs> Le Weekend. But then again, even American movies are foreign movies because we're <laughs> Malaysians. Yeah. You know? Actually, yeah, it's foreign as in it's not American. <laughs> I love it when people say, let's go watch a foreign film. Every film is foreign. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing it? Where are we going? Why? What? Ooh, what? We're in Paris! Yes, exactly. Why don't we just stop just and enjoy look. it? What are you doing here in Paris? God. It's our wedding anniversary. And now you will have time just for each other. Hmm. Shut up, you idiot. You make my blood boil like nobody else. A sign of a deep connection. Once the kids have gone, what's left of us? You can't not love and hate the same person. Usually within the space of five minutes, in my experience. I think we've earned a very good time. (laughs) People don't change. They do. They can get worse. Le Weekend. Le Weekend, Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent, you see him everywhere. Harry, Harry Potter, Potter films. films. He's just one of those wonderful actors. Wonderful, wonderful. Jeff and Goldblum. Jeff mm. Goldblum, and it stars Lindsay Duncan as mm. Jim Broadbent's wife. Mm-hmm. So, what did you guys think? That's nice. I think it's it's going to be one of those movies. Uh, it's at first sight seems like it's for the older generation, <laughs> but it's probably going to be quite nice and quaint for everybody. You yeah. know, it's, again, how to deal these, with relationships. Yeah, with a lot of these sorts of sort of softer toned movies mm-hmm. the investment of your time into it really gives off a really good payoff at the end because they really do explore the nuances of relationships even the love-hate relationships mm-hmm. while watching the trailer I thought wow this reminds me of my parents you know when all of us went off and it was just the two of them left and they had to raise kids and then now it's like what do we do with ourselves yeah. <laughs> but you my parents re-fell in love with each other you know I remember when I came home once I felt like I was intruding in my own house because 
it just seemed like what are these two people up to? I don't think I need to be in here, watching how the two of them behaved with each other, how they they rekindled their their romance, mm, rediscovered intimacy, yes, and mm. rediscovered intimacy. And that's exactly what happens in this film. Um, it was directed by the same director of Notting Hill. I so if you know. do like Notting Hill, you like Louis K. All right, <laughs> next we've got Belle. Do not be afraid. I am here to take you to a good life. A life that you were born to. I beg you, Uncle, love her as I would were I here and ensure that she is in receipt of all that is due to her as a child of mine. Do you have in mind my position? That is simply impossible. What is right can never be impossible. What has she been named? Dido, Belle, Lindsay. She takes your name. I am not ashamed. We will call her Dido. Elizabeth was in much need of a companion. And that is what we shall say when questions are asked. We shall be receiving visitors for dinner. Why do you not dine with your family ever? Because that is not correct. May I present the second of my two nieces, Miss Dido Lindsay? I find her repulsive. Papa, how may I be too high in rank to dine with the servants and too low to dine with my family? Though I understand she is kept under interesting rules, she raises questions. Would you do me the honor of taking some air with me? Don't you care what people will say? What should anyone say? I have no idea she would be so black. One does not make a wife of the rare and exotic. Does she still have a tongue? I have a tongue. Though yours explains well enough why I may not marry your son. My greatest misfortune would be to marry into a family who would carry me as their shame. What of your mother? I know very little of her other than the color she has given me. Then at least you know she was beautiful. You would risk your position for a man without name. Laws that allow us to diminish the humanity of anybody are not laws. He speaks a voice for people who do not have one. There are rules in place which dictate how we live. You break every rule when it matters enough, Papa. I am the evidence. Okay, so sorry, it's not exactly a rom-com. No, it's well, a rom-dram. It's, it's a dram-dram. <laughs> it's, it's a romantic it's a, movie. La. It's a dram-dram about the realities of society. Mm. Yes, and the constraints it puts on us. Ooh, ooh. But also and the, discrimination. Love, the love that comes around. The love that comes through, that love conquers all. Oh my God, the most cliche and of cliches. And racial and class discrimination. Yes. Yes, in old old times in the England. Mm, so would you watch it? Yes. Have you seen a man in it? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Felton? Never mind him, he can go back to Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get some kind of punishment at the end of this <laughs> well, <yes. movie. laughs> So this was ranked number two, um, according to Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, these were the rankings uh, so far for the year, romantic movies for the year. Le Weekend ranked number one, Belle was ranked number two. And next we have Begin Again. Kira Knightley and Adam Levine. Oh. Have you seen Adam Levine I've heard of doing this. the wheel of musical impressions? The wheel of impressions. Oh, the musical wheel Fallon of impressions on Jimmy like Fallon. That. It's amazing. You have to watch him. He's very talented. He's yeah. a bit of a, a douche, but um, <laughs> can I say douche? Yes, it's a French word meaning shower, right? So <laughs> no, yeah. other things. no, that's <laughs> le shower. <laughs> so this is a new song for anyone who's ever been alone in the city. So you find yourself at the subway you realize it's the end of the line i was having a nervous breakdown and then i heard your song Let go. 
I want to make records with you. Come on, let's get out of here. You're gonna have to get these beers, though. Let's record an album. You don't even need to rent a studio. You mean record outside? Every song we do in a different location. Under the bridge. Chinatown. Rowing boats in Central Park. Whatever happens, we record it. If we get arrested? Keep rolling. This really is a bit of a long shot, isn't it? Absolutely. That's when the magic happens. Begin again. Kira Knightley, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Ruffalo, my feathers. Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And it also. Ruffalo. <laughs> there are quite a few stars in there as well. Catherine Keener, CeeLo Green. Yeah. Adam Levine and as we also a have, douche. We also have James Corden, which is now one of the most popular comedians in the UK. Mm. I guess this must be his Hollywood debut. Right. Mm. It's by the director of Once. And of course, we all remember that song. Which is. <laughs> That one. Oh, I can't wait to hear the original. (laughs) (laughs) No, I guess this is going to be one of. I mean, anything with Mark Ruffalo in it tends to have a that that I don't know that 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 warmth. You know, I love him. I mean, as the Hulk, I thought, oh my god, I so feel for you. I I constantly under. I I know, I know, I understand how you must. I'm always falling in love with these like mutant superheroes. You know, like the raccoon and and the Hulk. The raccoon. I'm such a mutant. Which hero is the raccoon? The raccoon from Galaxy, whatever. Oh Guardians yeah, of Guardians Galaxy. of the Galaxy. I was like raccoon. I thought was there mystery. Get your film info here. <laughs> yeah, you know there are fag hags. I'm superhero mutant freak hag. hags. <laughs> no, that looks good though. I yeah. really like the look of yeah, that. I think that nice. there's a lot of heart. There's and a lot music's of heart. Be and there's music, mm-hmm. but I was, you know, I was expecting Christina Aguilera to pop in there. I mean, you already had CeeLo, <laughs> you have Adam. You might as well just call it The Voice, <laughs> the movie. Uh, begin again. <laughs> begin again. Begin again. Yeah, turn your chair. Begin again. <laughs> And fourth on the list is The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it, and I I think I need to work up to seeing that. It's beautiful. It's lovely to watch movies that are made like this, and people respond so well to it. And it's a big thing. That is the movie of the summer. Yeah. Uh, Shailene Woodley is a... Yeah, it's uh, the movie of the summer. Yes, she's she's quite an intense young actor. Mm -hmm. I think she's got a lot to bring to the table. I look forward to more. Based on the book, which is... And they didn't deviate yes, too course. far from the John book. John Green's book. You read yeah. the book, huh? Yeah, it didn't deviate too far from the book. So I thought, quite beautiful. Well my, done. My daughter has mm. read the book. My daughter read the book. And uh, so it's been a p- part of our life for a long time. And we mentioned the last week that the writer was one half of the Vlogbrothers. Mm-hmm. And, and a very interesting set of kids. They well, are. They're all in their 30s or 40s. Mm. Well, now they are. <laughs> well, I saw a couple more uh, on the list from this year. One of them would be Labor Day. Do you remember that one? Oh. Starring Josh Brolin. Mm. Josh Brolin. Josh yeah. Brolin and uh, Kate Winslet. Oh, and yes. it was a really a bit of a strange rom-drum there. Um, he is a wanted Hitman. criminal. Oh. He's a wanted criminal. Yeah. Um, but he was basically framed, you know. He, he didn't do the crime that he was accused, accused of. And then he holds Kate Winslet and her son hostage. <gasps> but in between, you know, he... He falls be- in love with Because her. he's a good guy, he does things like cook for them and look after them. But not much of a rom-com, I would say. Well, maybe we should watch the trailer for Labor Day. Okay. No, I let's like. watch The Other Woman. That's next on the list that definitely is it's a, a comedy and that it was is hilarious. and that is hilarious I that saw was hilarious the, the, I saw the, the trailer for it and I'm dying to watch this movie oh God. I've seen this it this is taking that I've taking that, that formula that formula and just 
then going crazy with and it. And going further and yes, further. and going yeah. further. Where the, yes. the wife meets the mistress, then meets the next mistress. And, and they, then they form a very close relationship. They form this Witches of Eastwick relationship. They certainly do. And when they, they go off. This is big. You haven't dated just one guy in a long time. You cleared the whole roster. I cleared the bench. Hey, what's wrong? Housekeeper called. A pipe burst in the bathroom. So you're going to Connecticut now? I gotta think of a I'm looking for Mark. You must be his housekeeper. <laughs> no, I'm his wife, Kate. <gasps> is this some kind of strippogram or something? <gasps> what happened? He's got a wife. And you don't think you can take her? Are you for real? I thought maybe we could have some dinner. I let you in. We are not drinking Cosmos and braiding each other's hair. <laughs> I am not ready to compete with women like you. We got played by the same guy. Tequila or do you want vodka? I'm a so you're saying I should leave him? What does your gut tell you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> One. He must be cheating on both of us because it's not me. Oh my. What's going on? Hi. I can't believe he would lie. You smell amazing. What is that? I think it's just sweat. So, what do you want to do? I want him to feel pain. We should kick him in the balls. No, I really like the way your brain works, but I think we're going for something a little bit bigger. I found this. He's stealing from his partners. So let's find the money and ruin him. You put the lawyer, the wife, and the boobs together, and we know how to do it just as shady as he does. <laughs> when the bad guy gets his comeuppance, yes. it's really well. Oh, the I love how he breaks down. <laughs> I um, love it. It's, it's hilarious. And of course, that it's um, Cameron Diaz. Jamie Lannister from uh, uh, Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones right? Game of Thrones. So to see him... The actor, his name is Nikolai Koster Waldo. Waldo. Mm, hot. Where's Waldo? He's uh, hot. He's hot. He's the hottest Waldo I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, Waldo. Where's Waldo? Yeah, in so, the other woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the way he doesn't let the whole, you know, I'm Jamie Lannister get in the way of mm. being completely emasculated by these women. He's completely emasculated. He breaks down at the end and it's just quite hilarious. Yes. Oh, no, no, starts, don't let it off. Don't let it out. Okay, yeah. Spoilers there, right? Uh, look out for Leslie Mann. Oh, she's amazing. She plays the wronged wife and she's just, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, the other one that I saw was Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in Blended. Blended. That I've one to me that. had a lot of heart. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it just hit too close to home. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, the critics obviously didn't like it. It was quite low on the list. What did you guys think? I haven't seen that. I saw the mm-hmm. trailer. I thought, wow, interesting. Because um, Adam Sandler's doing a lot of movies now with heart, as you, as you put yes, it. Yes, his know? next one is, wow, it's kind of cryptic and gone into Terence Malik territory I think yes. the next one is about the internet of things oh. yeah but in this one it, you know it still had quite a lot of like good humorous moments you know your your Adam Sandler humor moments yeah. but we know I think as as you as you grow older comedy for for each person changes you know so we don't always have to have the slapstick formulas we can sometimes yeah. have things like blended where it's a softer form of comedy and I enjoy that sometimes you sit back and you go you're not violating my senses <laughs> so I can just sit back and just giggle and go hmm that yes. was nice it wasn't slapstick for the sake of slapstick it was an evolved Adam Sandler some of the rom-coms are looking a little generic so when they the plus is that they all satisfy to a certain extent 
the minus is that you might sort of blend one into the other. But every now and then there's some, there's one or two that come out really tops, I think. And, I yeah. think. and the critics are not always going to love it because I've noticed recently Rotten Tomatoes, 75% of, of their ratings is quite spot on. But you, you have that loose two or three movies which actually are quite good but get such low ratings. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know? I mean, the critics after all, um, if you look at the People's Choice uh, list it's very very different so mm. blended is like number four uh, from the top whereas you know it's number four from the bottom when it comes to yeah, but go, go go I mean since all of us love watching movies anyway and every time at midnight we walk to a certain store to get certain copies of things make your make your own judgments you know go and watch mm. what you like to totally, watch we yeah. can't always watch a 1000 episode Korean drama can we <laughs> and then I saw this other one which I really have to just make a short mention of it's called Winter's Tale it's Colin Farrell oh, trying no, no. very hard no 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 because I saw the poster and didn't bother looking anymore because I've seen so many iterations of Winter's Tale. Tale and then it's it's part fantasy and it stars Jessica Brown Finley you know Lady Sybil from Downton Abbey but the Winter's Tale is not a rom-com it's just a full-on drum drum you know it was it's about a, the a war rather humdrum rom yeah, drum it's a humdrum drum drum humdrum yeah. drum okay but, but there's another one that I think we can really 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 look forward to Woody Allen's Magic in the Moonlight oh. starring Colin Firth and Emma Stone two people I love immensely hold on the Catledge family are socialised in the south of France there's a woman who has them believing she's a spirit medium you are the greatest debunker of fake spiritualism she won't fool me Sophie looked into my eyes and told me things about me she could never have known. I'm told she's very pleasant to look at. She's a visionary and a vision. I'm getting a mental impression. Are you from the Orient? The Far East? You are a very clever little humbug. I think you'll trick me into showing you how I deceive people. Stanley doesn't believe in spiritualists. He thinks you're all scoundrels. She's quite likable, even if she is a fraud. My mental impressions are cloudy. Are they cumulus clouds or cirrus? You're making fun of me. Mr. Tavern, it's rather obnoxious. But it's not entirely unappealing. I understand you're holding a seance tonight. The planets are in alignment. Now, I will summon the unseen world. Give us a sign. The more I watch her, the more I'm stumped. Could she be real? I'm beginning to question my own common sense. Tell me something about my Aunt Vanessa's colorful past. I see a member of parliament. Go on. A love affair. You cannot possibly know this. I'm overwhelmed, Sophie. I never dreamed you could look this beautiful. I believe that the dull reality of life is all there is, but you are proof that there's more. More mystery, more magic. You're gonna die! Run! My aunt used to bring me here as a boy. The roof opens up and see the universe. It's menacing. You find that menacing? I say it was pretty romantic. I want, I, want I want to watch it. Me too. Oh, it's got a little bit of Downton Abbey because it's styled that era. 1930s, but yes, bit but later. it's got that Woody Allen crack Touch. to it. I, yes. like that. I like that. Crack. That crack. Yeah, yeah. That Woody Allen crack. Love it. Can't wait to watch it. Love. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of rom coms lately. Midnight in Paris was amazing. Mm. Right, and then uh, oh, to Rome so with a love. There's a real pattern there. There's a pattern. Yes. I don't think he lives in America and Now he's anymore. gone back to England. Yeah. Um, 1930s. I love that era. I know it's very Poirot. Right. That reminds me of all Dios. those wonderful uh, Agatha Christie movies. Yes, with That Poirot. were really beautifully made, beautifully photographed. Yep. This is Woody Allen just making a beautiful movie in all senses of the word, I guess. I mean, the trailer, I hope, doesn't give it all away. Mm. Um, but it looks quite witty. 
and quite Funny, beautiful rich and quite romantic as yeah, well you feel the I want them to get together feeling <laughs> yeah yes. it's got that whole you know magician meets uh, psychic and they try and debunk each other's myths oh, uh, myths yeah myths Yes, and then they try to bunk each other too. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. um, so, best rom-com ever? Oh, I can't say. I would like to say When Harry Met Sally is the best, but I think it kind of just lay, you know, lay down some groundwork for what was to come. Mm. Yeah. And we've had a lot of, you know, st- good rom-coms from staple rom-com actors and actresses. For example, Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. and uh, even your Cameron Diaz's and... and yeah. And Jennifer Aniston's Yes But I think Reese Witherspoon I think has yeah. Quite a flair Yeah she, This means war Was got, sexy She's got her feet yeah. Planted in there I mean, This mm. means war Was both Rom-com And a bromance mm. Yes You know yeah. And it was very smart And clever And sharp And Sexy. And yes, and they they had a nice blend of slapstick and sexy. <laughs> and sexy. <laughs> and funny. Yeah. And more sexy. <laughs> and Tom Hardy. Oh yeah. Mm, sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tasha Fusil spoke to a number of people out there and she's curated some dating hacks for us to help avoid those awkward first dates. Before that, here's a song from the movie Begin Again. There's quite a lot of music in that movie, so do check it out. Here's Heartthrob and a very talented gentleman, Adam Levine, with Lost Stars. This is A Sunday Kind of Love, BFM 89.9. Just a boy caught up in dreams and fantasies Please see me Reaching out for someone I can't see Take my hand, let's see what we wake up tomorrow Best day plan sometimes it just a It's a Sunday Kind of Love, Maya Tan here. We've been talking about love and longing and romance and its various incarnations. And now here's Tasha Fusil with some dating hacks to kill those awkward moments when you're out on a date. Alright, so you've summed up the courage to WhatsApp or Facebook or Tinder your way into a first date with the woman of your dreams. But now you've got to take her out for the date of her dreams. I'm just kidding, that's way too much pressure. First dates can be rough, but whatever it is, you definitely want to spend a lovely afternoon or evening with said dream woman. So I've scoured the ends of the office and consulted our resident dating gurus, thank you Ezra Zayed and David Bori, to give you some first date hacks to get you on your way to experiencing that date of a lifetime. So how will you go about it? I did a quick survey and it turns out that 8 out of 10 of us have been to a movie on a first date and there's nothing wrong with that. It's the classic activity for a casual first date. But instead of the usual dinner and a movie format, try going for a movie first and then have dinner so that you'll have things to talk about over your meal. And it almost doesn't matter what movie you watch because if it's good then great and if it's bad then that just gives you more to talk about during dinner. If there aren't any good movies at the moment, or if you want to try something a little different, then why not go for a comedy show? Crack House Comedy Club in Tamantun has got different events happening each week, and laughter is a great way to ease some of the nerves or first date jitters that you both might be feeling. And as our resident date master says, laughter is the best social lubricant after alcohol. 
you could take a page out of a romantic comedy and spend a day playing miniature golf at Chitamong. She can pretend not to know how to hold a putter, you can teach her how to swing, everybody wins! And of course, a way to any Malaysian's heart is through their tummy. It's always nice to discover new food experiences together, so you could try out some cozy, lesser-known restaurants. There's heaps in KL, and you can always refer to food blogs like Eat Drink KL to get inspired, or you can even try some novel dining experiences, like Dining in the Dark, or JMP Magic House where you get dinner in a magic show. If the conversation is going great and the sparks are flying, you know you have to try and lock down that second date. And the absolute easiest way to do that is to find out her favourite food. It doesn't matter if it's seafood and you're allergic. It doesn't matter if it's Japanese and you hate sushi. Tell her you know the best place for that in the city and that's where you're taking her on your second date. If you don't really know of a place in advance, don't worry, just say it's a surprise and then do your research later. Regardless, you would have secured a second date and Bob's your uncle. And just some tips to bear in mind during the date. Smell fresh, but don't overdo it on the Kelowna perfume. Ask lots of questions and obviously don't talk too much about yourself. Don't showboat. Nobody likes a boaster. And I know that we're in the 21st century here and I'm absolutely all for equality, but let's not get this confused with chivalry. Holding open the door, making sure she seats it before you are, they're such small and simple acts, but they're really easy ways to get plus points with someone. And plus, it's good manners. So these are some first date or second date or even married and just wanting to go on a date night hack that can help everyone with their love and longing in KL. If you have any comments or suggestions for life hacks you'd like to see, tweet us at BFM Radio and let us know. I'm Tasha Fusil and you've been Life Hacked. That's all we have for you on a Sunday kind of love with me, Maya Tan, Tasha Fusil, and our resident couch potatoes, Christina Oro and Edwin Suman. I'm going to leave you with a song from the movie That Awkward Moment, starring Zach Efron. This is Crozet. Crozet? Crozet? With closed shades. You've been listening to a Sunday kind of love. Hope you're having a loved up Sunday. I'm Maya Tan on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.